All right, going to start the show now. Hi, welcome to Wheel Nerds. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. This is episode 14, where we're going to talk about motorcycles. And stocks. Stocks? Really? I mean, good tips? Yes. Okay. Like? Buy the ones that are going to go up. Really? Dude, mm-hmm. I've been putting all my money into the ones that went down. Doofus. Oh, You're doing it wrong. Damn it. My daughter's so going to hate me when she sees what I give her for her inheritance. <laughs> It'll be my credit card bill. And a bunch of motorcycles. <laughs> all right. Hello, everybody. Hi. We're locked in a small room with Todd being disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see. What are we going to talk about first? You got you had some news at work today. Oh, my God. The people at work love to tell me about the girl from work. Uh, first off, I want to give a shout-out to Heather from work who uh, crashed her bike. Heal up fast, Heather. Feel better. But the people from work cannot stop telling me about her crash. They, they're like, hey, Todd. Hey, did you, did you hear about Heather who crashed her bike? Pregnant pause. Did you... Did, she she crashed on, on Parley's Canyon. Pregnant pause. On a motorcycle. That seems dangerous. Pregnant pause. I'm like, yes. These are the people that climb up the cliff faces with no ropes. Yes, these are those people. <laughs> they go kayaking down like Force 5 rapids or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Jump off cliffs. Wrestle uh, with sharks. Yep. Poke, poke bears in the ass with a stick. That's them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And motorcycles are dangerous. Oh, my God. Those things look so dangerous. <laughs> uh. Wow. Yeah. So Heather uh, Heather was going down Parley's at night. Parley's being the scary canyon on I-80. Mm. And uh, there was a dead moose in the road. And uh, I guess the car in front of her went over it and she hit it. Ooh. Yeah, I, I've I've been inclined not to. I've been very good about keeping under wraps what I'm thinking about the situation because the first thing I do because I can never turn it off is it's a total bummer she crashed. But the first thing I immediately start doing is start breaking down the situation. I'm like, what, what did are the you factors do wrong? Here? What, are, what are the possible factors here? Mm-hmm. If a car in front of her hit it and then she hit it, that tells me she might have been too close and she didn't see it in time. Yeah, you know, they, they, they just and I start going down that road. And if I say that at work, they're going to be like, "You're a horrible, heartless bastard," which is true. Yeah, but, you are a horrible, heartless. Bastard. But I don't want the work people to think that. I'm supposed to get raises and things, you know. Got to be nice. I mean, I'm the one that kills bunnies, but you're the one that goes back and pokes them with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dead yet? Nah? How about now? How about now? The bunny had to come. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. No one ever believes me. So, yeah, she was, she was, might have been following too close, maybe going too fast. Yep, yep. She was uh, evidently not wearing an armored jacket or something because she got road rash on her arm. Uh, she had her helmet. Um, yep, she had her helmet She on. went so over to handlebars. Yeah, I, I think the bike probably stopped and she did it. And Moose yeah. being noted for being not highly movable. Right. Except under their own power. What's she riding? Uh, she's on a Ninja 650. Okay. I mean, there's not really any super sharp blind curbs on Parley's. No, not really. Um, it's uh, It's got a lot of curves and it's a pretty fast road, but at the same time, there's there's decent sight lines on it. So I, I don't know. I, I have... I have suspicions around she might have been following too close and she's probably what doing a commute that she does every day i'm thinking so i know i've definitely gotten caught before i got check the stroms brakes the other day on parleys because i was you know you're doing the commute you do every day and most people would come on parleys and they'd be riding along in the right lane going i'm gonna die and all the rest of us who normally ride are like if you're going if you're going under 70 on parleys all the people who ride it all the time are like out of the way so they're yelling at you every day you're up there with the ural <laughs> no i got over in the truck lane with the ural <laughs> and the trucks are honking at you. <laughs> how's the ural 
<laughs> it ain't moving. <laughs> oh, man. But I got all the kit I need to uh, fix up the strap. Charlie, my buddy who rode the Buell Blast, gets total rad guy points this week. Oh. He uh, he got a chain with his KTM back in the day. Yeah. Which is a 525, which has him see what the Strom takes, and the Strata doesn't take that. So he's got this chain, which is completely useless to him, sitting in his house. Huh. He's like, do you need this? I was like, yes. Well, it's more like, do you need this? Right, yeah, it's British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. say, Todd, have you need of this? Do you need this chain? <laughs> Perhaps an arrangement can be made. <laughs> All right, so motorcycles are dangerous, folks. Motorcycles are dangerous. You heard it here first. On roads and things. And You know what I'm thinking of doing? What's that? I posted about that today on, on Facebook. Yeah. I, I have an itch. Because, you know, I buy a bike every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I haven't bought one this year yet. Yeah. So I'm thinking I might. Honda Elite 80, circa 1986. No, no. The ultimate nerd scooter. Shut up. I'm thinking of selling the M50. Okay. And then buying a Ural ST. Interesting. That could be sort of cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. I was reading uh, on Soviet Steeds, the mm-hmm. guy's ride report about the ST. Yep. And it, he just made it sound pretty cool. It sounds like it doesn't have many of the shortcomings you're running into with the sidecar bolted to the side. Well, yeah, because you've got, you know, you're, you're throwing down the same horsepower, high 30s, low 40s. Yeah. Depending on the day, position of the sun and moon, a lot of mayonnaise <laughs> in your final drive. But yeah, you don't have a lot of, you don't have all that extra weight and you still got the same amount of horsepower. And, you know, a 40 horsepower bike can truck right along if it has to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know a guy who works on Urals. Yeah. And that's. Should the, I have problems? Oh, if you've worked on the Buell, working on the Ural is. is Stupidly easy. Yeah, I know. Laughably easy. Every time you send me one of those parts diagrams of the Euro, I just want to kill you. <laughs> this is the part. <laughs> this one goes here, and then this, and this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, turn to page 45 in the Buell service manual. Step two, step three, turn to page 63 in the Buell if you, service <laughs> If you'd like to go through the door, turn to page 45. <laughs> exactly. The Buell service manual reads like a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> Your old service manual reads like, I don't know what it reads like. I think it reads like a restaurant menu. It sure doesn't write, read like a service manual that tells you how to do anything. Well, you know what the difference between the Choose Your Adventure book and the Buell service manual? What's that? Is that when you reach the end of the story, you have to read it in reverse. <laughs> That's right. Installation is the reverse of these steps. You can't put this book down until you read it again backwards, sucker. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. The URLST is kind of it's kind of speaking to me. That would be uh, that would be pretty entertaining. What color are you going to get it in? Because the you when you order it, you order you custom order it. You can, yeah. They no, no, no. F- there's no can. You have to. You have to. Yeah. There's that form you have to fill out. They uh-huh. build to order. Yep. Uh, I don't know. You have I'm, those fancy new round wheels they're coming out with. I like the flat black. Come on, Gobi camo, I, I, desert camo, I, dude. I'm kind of a boring. How can you say no to desert camo? Oh, I don't. Desert camo is bad. You know, if it was like Hello Kitty camo, they'd probably do it. I. Really? They do all kinds of crazy shit. I don't know if I could do. Well, could I? Wow. Pink camo. Hello, hello, kitty That'd camo. Be an attention getter. The, uh, they actually have a standard color camo that's a Russian like uh, desert oh. camo. <laughs> that's it, it's referred to as the mustard and puke camo, <laughs> and it looks pretty awesome. I have to say. Oh, ride the hello kitty camo uh, Ural to Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wait for my buddy with the sidecar Ural. <laughs> I brought the beer. <laughs> Crowd at once. They all look up from where they're beating up the dude on the pink Ural. <laughs> they all stop, look up, and they all start clapping, you know, like at the end of a movie. And it's like, one of them's hoisting my helmet on a stick. We are the chickens. We brought beer. Yeah, I think pink's out. You'll have some Ural delay factor, that's for damn sure. Yeah. 
Speaking of, uh, let's talk about three-wheelers. Okay, wait, stop. Okay. Get your top hat out. (laughs) And your monocle. I say, we're going for a ride in the Morgan three-wheeler. I am the Monopoly guy. (laughs) Wow, that is cool as shit looking. That is something else. It's it's something. It's, I uh, I don't really know what. Well, it's, it's something. We'll we'll post it up on the site. But it, it's what's the configuration you call it's this? It's a tadpole configuration. Tadpole, so you've got okay. two wheels in the front that steer, and one in the back that pushes, and the big engine right out in front. Big <laughs> engine right out in front, <laughs> which is good because you kind of want that weight there, and you get the long car behind it. So the, the stability front to back is going to be pretty good on this. And it looks cool as shit. Uh, it does look cool as shit. You know what it kind of looks like actually? Is it looks like somebody took a a, a big uh, V twin engine and put some wheels on it, and it's towing a bumper car. <laughs> You'll never be able to see anything else now when you look at it. Yeah, that's like the. Hey, that motorcycle engine is towing a bumper car. <laughs> Super Mario Kart on steroids. It's a it's a mighty strange looking kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> the pipes are kind of neat looking, although I bet you burn yourself on them constantly getting it out. <laughs> I gotta get something out of the truck. Ah, not again. <laughs> They've got a cool machine gun look to it. Yep, yep, no doubt about it. I assume that's like a that's one of those that's one of those uh, heat shields that never works. Fifty thousand dollars. We should call up this Pete Larson guy and see if he'll give us a test drive. Yeah, that'd be sweet. He'd probably get me one. I know how to ride three wheelers. I'd be like, how do I drift it? He'll be like, get out of my car. <laughs> get just get, sir, it's, sir. <laughs> it's a steering wheel. You'll be confused. <laughs> It'll be all right. I just need I just need an independent front brake so I can drift the bitch. <laughs> when you show up with the bottle of vodka, he'll make you go away. <laughs> it's good for three wheelers. Let me pour in final drive. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of neat. That's uh, it's. I think I'd rather spend the fifty grand on a bike from Eric Buell. I got to tell you, I think I'd rather spend the fifty grand on like two other bikes, like 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 a Ural Solo and a Ural Nice and and a, a GS with a sidecar and a whole bunch of other goodies. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so that's two Urals. What are you gonna do with the other twenty, thirty grand? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's kind of cool. That's like interesting. We'll put a link up to that one. That's uh, I don't know what to make of it. For our next thing to look at. We have uh, from Web Bike World the Liat STX brace. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the the neck brace thingies that they use for the motocross type of stuff. Yes, but it's for uh, also street use. This one this is for specifically use. for street and track use. And the reason this one uh, caught my eye mm-hmm. is because at the very bottom here is some reader feedback. Oh, scroll, scroll, scroll. That's the sound of scrolling from a BE. Yeah, I think we know who he is. Who just crashed his bike at a local track day and broke his c2 vertebrae in action that sounds suspiciously like somebody we know yeah yeah i think that's uh, that's brian reviewing that isn't it yeah i think saying like hey i'm gonna get one well i can see i can see it being pretty useful if you're in a situation where you'd be worried about your neck now it's definitely uh big yeah it looks kind of you know spaceman-y yeah there's a lot there and it seems like you have okay head movement mm-hmm. but i guess it's just there to keep it from moving to a point where you Break stuff. Hurt yourself. Yeah. 400 bucks. I mean, I could definitely see it if I was doing track days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I, I would, if that's a risk I'm worried about on the street. Yeah, it's not, I, I don't think on the street it's it's one I'd be willing to put up with. Of course, I, you know, we already talked about making sacrifices on the street for comfort. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we wear spacesuits yep. much of the time. And, you know, especially if we do a tour or something, we're going gear right the hell up but yeah. I, I just i don't see that one making the cut it's kind of cool 400 bucks you know if you're doing track days it's yeah I, I would probably invest in it as brian points out it's a lot cheaper than medical bills yeah even with insurance yep you know it does look kind of cool in a 
I don't want to pretend to be a space it's, it's quasi It's quasi-futuristic, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. I could wear that with my you'll when be, I'm playing you'll be seeing that You'll be seeing that with a, a coat of paint on it in a science fiction film any day now. <laughs> We're wearing futuristic armor. These are not Oakley glasses. They're future glasses. <laughs> hey, Rutger Howard can make that work. Probably. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you've seen that picture of me when I was playing the big giant robot fighting game. And I'm wearing my helmet, my gloves, and my spacesuit. That's like all the time. I don't play the game all the time. <laughs> you see the controllers covered by the moving blanket right okay. now. Okay. But yeah, I can see me wearing that too. That would mm-hmm. just add to the realism. Yep. Giant robots fighting. Why are you looking at me like that? You're kind of a nerd, you know that? Dude, there's nothing wrong with giant robots fighting. I can't really disagree with that, in fairness. The world needs more giant robots fighting. Yes. Moving on to our classified of the week. We have a $25,000 big dog. Is that all? The reason I wanted to show you this bike okay. is, uh, see there in the first line, $25,000 or take over payments at America First Credit Union. Wait, that means he actually owes $25,000 still on the bike. <laughs> Holy crap. Yes. I don't know that much of my car. But remember the last time we heard of America First Credit Union? Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to sell his R- R1. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sensing a trend. Nigerian. Four, holy <laughs> sh- 450 a month for six years? Well, remember when we were down at the dealer? They were offering 10-year mortgages on these bikes. 450 a month. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's how the math comes out, but <laughs> for a motorcycle. I can't even, folks. My motorcycles and my car don't cost that much. Here, okay, folks, here's the thing. <laughs> I've got nothing against Big Dog. i got nothing nope. against you Choppers. Seem like nice bikes. I've got nothing against you spending whatever you want on your motorcycle. But do not expect me to look at something like a 10-year financing plan for a motorcycle with a straight face. <laughs> it just can't oh happen. Oh, my God. 10 years. Oh, Lord. 10 years. Folks, I have problem keeping a bike for more than two years. <laughs> oh, man. The Strom in 10 years will be like there'll be nothing left. Yeah. And well, I'm guessing our friend here with the, the big dog has our... A pretty similar problem as mine because he's looking for someone to take over his payments. Please, please take the bike. I mean, it's a great bike if you like that shade of green. It's kind of a cool shade of green, actually. Sort of like that. Yeah, it works for that chopper, but yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah. I'm not a chopper guy. Well, Chuck, let me let me let me offer you this excellent deal. So we'll get you. Uh, it'll be only three hundred dollars a month for that bike for six with years. The Todd Credit Union. <laughs> First, the first Todd. <laughs> Just you wait and see. And then, and then, and then I have, and then I have payments. It'll be on a, a, the balloon payments. <laughs> It'll make the payments up front really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. It'd be great, and you'll be able to sell this thing in two years easily. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and then, wow! So this, you could get foreclosed on the bike. Yeah, with something like this. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, that's I think that's a problem Harley's started running into about a year ago. Oh yeah, where they gave out all these loans to everybody when everybody everybody gets a loan and oh wait, you can't all pay them? Yeah. Oh, uh, wait a second. And then bikes had to start going back. Yeah. And uh, I'm guessing, you know, the 10-year mortgage plan with the big dog. There were, there were there were a couple foreclosures. Well, I mean, big dog themselves had to go out because they couldn't oh. pay their credits. Could I think you get a loan uh, on the company. <laughs> <laughs> Does big dog finance finance big dog? <laughs> We finance big dogs. No, no, no. Big dog. <laughs> the company. The company. Can you give me financing for that? Can we get 10 years to pay for that? 
Because, you know, I, I can understand the line of thinking that approaches a 10-year payment plan. You know, you're thinking, I can afford this. Yeah, I can, I can totally. I can swing that and I can get this bike that I totally want right now. Yeah, and I'll have it just in time for when I turn 40 next month. There you go. <laughs> and then, and then you know, in, in three years, you'll love it just as much as ever. I don't turn 40 next month, by the way. No, it, it, it's several months. A lot of months. As many as seven I don't want to do the math. I'm not doing the math. <laughs> do the math. No. You're doing it in your head right now. I can tell. See, hey, look, he's, he's a, you know, you could tell. Yeah, here, look at the last line of the ad. Mm -hmm. Decided I would rather have a cruiser. So obviously he's going through the same, you know, hey, yep. it's been a couple of years. Well, uh, that's enough of this bike. Assume maybe he, he actually did a 10-year financing. He's had it mm -hmm. ten, four years now. And he's like, yeah, time for a new bike. Yep, yep. 10-year plan. I just, I, I, holy cow. Folks, don't do it. It's just. I mean, you don't get a car for 10 years. No, yeah. Folks, don't do it. Uh, you're going to want a new bike in like it's, two years. It's a trap. It's a trap. But, you know, hey, good luck with him on selling the bike. Hopefully he can sell it. I, yep. You know. Hopefully find someone who wants it. It's a cool shade of green. I don't know about you, but I read the bike classifieds about every day. Sure, yeah. Bikes over six, seven grand? I don't even look. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm a total, like, I, I've gotten quite a few bikes. The scooter came that way. I, I'm a total bottom feeder. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our, our main thing to talk about this week, which actually comes from... Uh, we got a listener mail from uh, <clears throat> Steve. Not his real name. Not, not some other name, but Steve. Steve. Can Steve, I, the number two, I guess. I don't know. Can I read it? Okay. I want to read it. you got to use the Steve voice. <clears throat> I don't know what this. <laughs> hey, Will Nerds. <laughs> I'm still a listener. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. No one's going to be able to understand you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steve writes, hey, Will Nerds, I am still a listener. For some reason, I don't know why. It's because we're funny. <laughs> Looking. Yeah. Maybe it's because you are really real nerds, which I am too. That's true. I don't know. Anyway, as silly as this may sound, I am thinking about selling my fully farkled. Should we should we actually detail out his bike in case people put put it together? Or should I put? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say this is a uh, 2009 R1200. Something rhymes with B rhymes with. It's a BS yes. man from a company that sort of rhymes with G Cam. This isn't going well. Double foo. It's a 2009 uh, GSA. Yeah. <laughs> Fully Farkle GSA. Mm. He's thinking of selling it and picking up a Ural. Mm. I love the GS, but think a Ural would be fun as hell. Plus, my youngest is five and my oldest is 14 with an 11-year-old in the middle. Oh, poor middle kid. He gets listed last. I think they all would have more fun as a monkey than a pillion. I do mostly around town runs, some day trips on the highway to the coast, maybe 400-mile day tops. Sorry, I do not know the kilometer conversion thing yet. I have dreams of off-road fun, too, maybe taking my boys fishing. Can the Euro haul a monkey and pillion? Perhaps one in a great while, a longer trip. You have talked some about the Euro, but I would like to suggest an extended Euro showtime as a real do-everything machine. What it can do, what it can't, 80 miles an hour. <laughs> what it can be made to do, mods to make it better. Please do not use my real name as the guys over at some other site might disown me. You can call me Steve. 
So this letter is for Todd, and we've got we're, that's going to be our show topic for today. Yeah, we talk all about the Urals. So, oh boy, where to start? Let's let's talk about pillion and monkey for starters, because I guess one of the things about three wheelers is the weight positioning and the weight distribution on a three wheeler is incredibly important. There's a thread. There's almost always a thread going on in the ADV hack section about this. There's one recently I was reading, but the weight distribution is super important. Uh, specifically, you really want it kind of spread out from left to right. So you could run with a monkey and a pillion. Generally speaking, you put you want to put the heavier person in the sidecar. Um, yeah. If you have two of the boys, like the little ones, and you can stuff them both in the sidecar, so much the better. The trouble is, the smaller they are, the less useful they are as pillions. Mm-hmm. They can't reach pegs. They're squirmy. They fall off, and you find you one of those want them things leaning to... out of the car. <laughs> yeah, well, the car is no big deal. I throw I throw six year old nephews in that all the time. That's easy. That's great for little kids. So so for that part of it, throwing kids in it, you cannot do better than a sidecar. And the Ural is a great one because it's the one you can actually buy. That's a sidecar and is built that way from the factory. But in general sidecars and kids it's great the nephews and nieces are always really disappointed when i show up without the ural mm, well it is you yeah <laughs> that's true oh they were disappointed before the ural it's uncle todd <laughs> i guess you can carry a pillion but you want it to be the light person and that means the younger one and i would be extremely cautious with a young pillion well that's where you get the parachute harness that's right yeah so week. you parachute the kid to your back I suppose it could work um, however the trouble is you still got dad and a kid's weight on the bike now which is quite a bit of bike weight over there uh, this is kind of a stupid question maybe but do they ever do bikes with two sidecars um, you wouldn't really be able to turn with oh, the dam okay. now they do do sidecars that are two up so you can, you can have sidecars with two side by side seats or one in front of the other these are fairly rare but they're, they're, they exist I've seen a dad, there's a guy on ADV who has a KLR that he hacked a big, uh, he made a big roll cage and put two kid seats in the roll cage uh, Mm. and he carries the two kiddos around in it, which is a pretty cool setup, I have to say. Okay. But in general, you can ride with a pillion and a monkey. Your weight distribution is going to be bad. Uh, It's going to be very hard to make it good. And you're going to have a lot of weight on the side of the bike, which is not super desirable. So what does that do? Does that mean you're going to ride slower? Well, for starters, you're going to weigh a lot. So your braking is going to need more effort. You're going to have a lot of weight on the bike side, so it's going to be really easy to fly the car compared to having just a monkey. In general, if you do all the ratios, it's like a little bit worse, maybe, maybe not much worse than being solo with a totally empty tub, which is not where it's at its best either. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So you could do both. Um, In terms of going fishing, yeah, totally. This, This is a great fishing vehicle. Yeah, the Ural is definitely a great off-road. Yeah, go up off-road. This thing is easy mode, man. Like, <laughs> super easy mode. Yeah. <laughs> I blew by Chuck at one point. And he was going, you know. 30. 30-something. 30 <laughs> <laughs> I blew by him doing 45, 50. And <laughs> giving me the finger. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so for an off-road thing and, you know, fishing kind of stuff, the Ural's going to be great. It's going to be very confidence-inspiring. If you're taking kids with you, it's going to be great because you can plop them in the sidecar. And I'm told that the uh, the snowman rubber doohickeys that hold the sidecar up off the frame really isolate it from the bumps of the road. So yeah. you're, you're going to be sitting there with your teeth rattling out on the bike, and your monkey's going to be like, this is nice. Yeah, the, pill- the, the monkey seat is pretty comfortable mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. The, the rider's not hitting you in the helmet making you work. Yeah, get over there. <laughs> Move it. Lean. Get out of the car. monkey rides. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that could do it. I guess a couple of the things that I would say it's not good for, and you probably heard this from previous shows, the longer trips are totally doable on it if you can go slow and not go very far in a day. 400 miles in a day? Ain't going to happen. Yeah. 
Not not going to happen. Well, if he, you know, if he's bundling the kids and gear. Well, yeah, and with kids and gear, forget it. He's not expecting to go. I mean, he's looking at what forty five. Uh, he'll be able to 50. do fifty five and maybe sixty pretty steadily on the straights, loaded down like that. Stop every three hours. Yeah, stop more than that. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to stop a lot. You have to stop a lot with kids anyway. But yeah, yeah, four hundred miles in a day just ain't going to happen on the Ural. I mean, by yourself with a big load of stuff, if you were a super super badass, you might be able to do it. But that is a long, long day. I couldn't do it. Todd's only a super badass versus yeah. the super super badass. Right. I only have the one super. I'm taking my test next week for my. No. <laughs> But yeah, unless you're in peak physical condition, and then I guess that's one other thing to note about it. Um, you know what the test is for super super badass? What's that? They're going to make you go 400 miles on the Ural. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want any more. Yeah, I mean the kid the kids love being a monkey. So I guess talk about being a monkey. Yeah, being a I've, monkey. I've never been a monkey for anything other than driving around a field. Being a monkey is a ton of fun. Really, it's um, if you're on a road, it's twisty. If you're going up in the mountains or something, it is as much fun as being the rider. Cool. It's just uh, – it's way cool and you get to pay attention to a lot more stuff than you would as a rider because you don't have to concentrate as much on the road oh, or animals or, you know, bunnies, whatever. <laughs> You're just concentrating on, you know, moving your body around yeah. and, you know, looking at shit. It's great. It's a lot of fun. And you got room for cameras and stuff. Every monkey I've ever had is always taking pictures like crazy. Yeah. If you got thing. a flip-up helmet, you can drink some tea or whatever. It's mm-hmm. you're, it's uh, it's all it's a really good combination of being a rider and and having to be a passenger. I guess the caveat would be there is a, there is a downside to this. So my uh, <laughs> my girlfriend uh, rode around in the Ural, and I discovered the Ural was not quite the really long distance traveling vehicle I wanted. It's good for short distance traveling and slow traveling. And I was a little disappointed, but uh, I'm like, so you can still ride on the back of the Strom. And she's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> once 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 your wife and your kids, your girlfriend or whatever, have had a taste of riding in the sidecar, you will never get any of them to sit behind you again. And that's even it's with over. the Russell seat on? Even with the Russell, the $700 Russell, it's like, no. Oh, sidecar. Uh, it's way better than riding on the back. Well, you don't have to stare at the back of the rider's head the whole time, for starters. Yeah, you don't have to put your arms around them. Big comfy seat. Clutch them in a loving manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that again to you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see who breaks down. <laughs> but yeah, no. Oh, God, I love being the monkey on the sidecar. I really want to learn to ride the thing. No, we'll, we'll go to a field sometime. What do I need to do to ride? I mean, because you constantly make the point that... No, you can't just get on this and, and go. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the things. And that, that's the thing you're going to hit right off the bat, Steve. <laughs> Every time we say his name, we'll edit in later with me going, Steve. <laughs> that's great, everybody. Let's thank our friend, Steve. <laughs> so the, the thing that is going to hit you right off the bat is, okay, sidecars am different. You'll hear this a lot. You you got it. You really got to ride one to understand how much. You know how to shift, and you know where most of the controls are. You don't know how to operate them anymore. Bad news on that. You know, throttle throttle works the same way, and the brake works the same way, but the way the bike behaves is completely different. Best thing you can do is get some training. Vernon up in uh, up in Oregon, he does AdventureSidecar.com. Way fun, good guy. Claude Claude Stanley Motorsports. They have a he does a school out of there, or he's affiliated with one or something like that. They'll teach you how to ride sidecars. They'll 
get you up to speed. So in particular, things like the power. You've heard me talk about yaw before. The thing yaws all over the place. Um, the Ural with its slush bucket suspension does so particularly badly. Um, <laughs> just the way it goes around corners it has nothing at all to do with the bike. Nothing remotely like a bike and nothing remotely like a car. It's another third completely different thing. Mm. Technique is a totally new technique you're going to have to learn. And something you have to be prepared for is the adjustment period. I sucked when I first got the Ural. Just riding it home from John's house where I took it off the trailer mm-hmm. after getting it home from Missoula, I almost went off the road going really? around like an easy corner in a, in a, in a freaking like neighborhood. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, it is. And, and this is after I had trained. I mean, riding so a sidecar. you knew is, what to expect. I knew what to expect. And it was still like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why isn't it turning enough? Why isn't it turning enough? Think, think. What's supposed to happen? I don't remember. <laughs> Now, is that because of the Ural specifically, or is this just something with, you know, bikes with sidecars? It's something with getting used to bikes with sidecars. The way they turn, a lot of the things that you do, like looking, turning turning your head and looking, still works great. You still do that. Mm -hmm. The way it steers as a direct steer, the way it's going to behave as it steers is going to change. You want it to drift. You want to induce a little drift sometimes to make it turn properly. And frankly, it's going to take a lot more effort. And that's the big one that takes some getting used to. Physically, this is incredibly demanding. Your upper body is going to be like, I hate you forever. Yeah, well, the we first s- couple of weeks. We saw that on the slow road to Durango. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> upper body was not so bad. I was just worn out from trying to ride it fast. And that's one thing about the Ural. Trying to ride it fast will wear you out wicked fast. Riding 50 55, just cruising along with the kids on back roads, you'll, go, you'll be able to take, get a lot of range that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as much range as you can get going that speed. Trying to ride it fast, you know, trying to really push it is flogging it is really, really demanding. On you and on it. Your shoulders and core are going to ache like nuts for the first few <laughs> weeks you have the thing. You're going you're to be going to bed and going, what have I done? <laughs> and then there's all sorts of other things you need to keep track of, like adjusting the thing. So we got to get some uh, angle iron and get mine adjusted better. I don't, okay. think it's, I don't think it's quite where I want it. We got to get some angle iron and feed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, Back! You got to adjust the lean out. You got to adjust the toe in. And you got to adjust the leveling of the sidecar. And there's a whole bunch of other doohickeys. This is this is changing the geometry of the triangle okay. and how the bike is leaned and how the sidecar is leaned and where the wheels are pointed. So we're gonna make parts longer and other parts shorter. That's about the size of it. Yeah, with a hammer. Yeah, hammer helps. And a grinder and no grinder. No grinder. But, okay. But yeah, there, there's there, there's a lot of adjustment you have to do. You know, once you get it right, you generally have to dick with it. People are always like, is, is this gonna be better than my bike? Or it's it's not better or worse. It's different. This is. So is this a problem with the Euro that it doesn't come from the factory with the the geometry? No sidecar is going to come with perfect geometry if you buy it from a fancy one. So one option I will say that you have, Steve, I gather you might be out in the east. Uh, If you are, you've got Claude Stanley out there. Your GS Adventure is about what I would like for my fancy rig to put something like a really cool Hannigan car on. Mm -hmm. You know, real modern sidecar. Or one of Claude's custom rigs. There's some amazing ones you can see if you go online and look at his site. And you could get his dual-seater that way. You could get his dual-seater that way, exactly. So you can throw both kiddos in it. That rig is going to be amazing handling if you change the geometry. And it's going to be really stable on the road because it's big and wide. Note the change the geometry thing, by the way. Once a bike is a sidecar bike... Changing it back and forth is a damn nightmare. There's no pulling a pin and the side card goes shooting off like in the cartoon? Uh, right. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> damn it. Sorry. I was looking forward to that. I know. I know. Then we go around a tree and come back together and then we keep riding like yeah, nothing yeah, happened. Yeah. Or, you know, transforms into a submarine. Yep. Yep. Though they do have those, the British sidecars where it comes off and it's a boat, like an actual boat with a motor. Like, oh, so it's riding on it like a trailer? Yeah, pretty oh, much. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. A lot of people actually use sidecar frames to trailer other bikes on. 
<laughs> like they'll throw it, they'll, they'll, they'll put a, like a rail on it and they'll put a dirt bike on it. You know, someday we might need that for the bill. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Okay. You know, since you bring that up, which way do you think Steve should go? Should he go with the Euro or should he go with hacking his GSA? Because he's already got a really nice bike. Yeah, he's got a really nice bike, and it would be a hell of a good bike to hack. And you could take it to Claude, or you could take it to uh, Jay up at Dauntless in Washington and have just an absolutely bitchin' ride at the end of it. The downside, I think, is probably the money is the issue. If he's, if he's selling the GS and getting the Ural, it could be a money thing. If he doesn't have ten grand sitting around, because you aren't going to get a loan for a sidecar, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Well, here you can contact America First Credit Union, <laughs> get a ten-year loan for a sidecar. <laughs> I'd like to buy a sidecar. Here's a ten-year loan. It's not a trap. <laughs> Let us assure you. There's that one teller there that's just raking it in. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Steve. Ooh, it's a tough call. If you're look, if you're genuinely looking for something that you can accept the limitations of the Ural, you're going to go slow. It's not actually that big. Uh, is the other thing to note about it. It looks humongous. It's it's only about five feet wide. Yep, it's going to be a lot of manual labor riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there will be no black helicopter serving you schnitzel. Right. Yeah. On the other hand, you can fix it on the side of the road. It's incredibly cheap to own because the repairs on it cost almost nothing and are, can be done with a rock versus the GS, which you'll want to take in to do your a special, you know, you use the, the BMW owner uh, specialized tool. tool. Yeah. Yes, it's shaped like a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Has your name on it. <laughs> Little strippy thing on the back. Some numbers. <laughs> hey, if you want to send us that. <laughs> I'm inclined to, if Steve can swing it, I would be inclined to say he might want to think about hacking the GS. I'd say he wants to take a class first to make sure he likes it. Yeah. Because riding a sidecar is very different. And if you're not into it, you ain't going to have any fun with it. And once you start hacking the GS, you you better really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> you you really got to mean it. That's, that's 10 grand of crap you're going to throw on that thing easily. So 10 grand's about what he's looking at, you think? 10 to 15? I'm thinking in that range. I mean, it depends on what he gets for a car. You know, if he finds something used and he gets somebody to put it on, he's going to pay labor. He's going to want to do some steering mods probably. He might be okay without the steering mod, but the steering is going to be even harder if he doesn't. That's where you reduce the amount of trail to make it easier to steer, which makes it terrifying as a solo bike. Whereas you're looking at about ten grand to invest in the Ural and... Yeah, I mean, if you if he sorted if he sold the GS and got a Ural, he could get one of the newer ones with the round wheels. Yes, with the round wheels. So your your little year differences are an important one to remember too. The brand spanking new ones are about thirteen grand, give or take. They're quite nice. They have round aluminum wheels in sharp contrast to the somewhat squarish uh, steel wheels that those of us with older ones have, <laughs> um, and all the improvements from previous years. There's uh, they got better tonic covers and that kind of thing. The Brembo brakes. Uh, yeah, the Brembo brakes started further back. The Brembo brakes started in 2007. Does yours have Brembo? Mine has a Brembo okay. on the front. So the Brembo started in 2007, and they put in gears that don't self-destruct and a better ignition system and a bunch of stuff. 2007 is probably the earliest year I'd get. That's the year where they started to become the modern Ural. Hmm. And then subsequent years have been notable but, you know, incremental improvements upon that. Uh, notably, the suspension got a lot better in 8 or 9 Year is iffy with Urals because, you know, it's not like they started making new ones at the new calendar year. <laughs> they got the new parts and they're like, it's better. Put that in instead. <laughs> and then all the Urals from 10 forward were like that. <laughs> I mean, you, you, keep in mind, they don't break a thousand a year of these things. Mm-hmm. So if Steve is looking for something which is slow and attention getting is fun and his family will love it because it's going to look awesome. Yeah. You know, they will love riding around and his wife will love riding around it because he'll be like, I'm a 
I feel like a celebrity. Waving from the sidecar. Uh-huh, totally. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then, then a Ural is a good bet. Go go in with eyes open, though, knowing it's not going to be fast. It's not going to do 400-mile days. And just forget about the highway. Don't go in there. Yeah, because, you, oh, you know, you're, you're riding this GSA. So you, you already have these uh, – I'm going to guess. You already have pre- preconceived notions about what riding is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be like that at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> not the, riding the Strom, which rides like a GSA, and the Rural is not remotely so anything like each other. Taking the, the training class, though, should give them a, a pretty fair idea, right? I'm thinking the training class is the way to go. It's it's kind of the same reason I tend to point people toward the MSF when they're thinking about riding is go ride someone else's bike and make sure you like it. Go ride someone else's sidecar and make sure you like it. Okay. Because yeah, when, once you get into it, you better you better mean it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't cheap. It's it's too it's too obscure. I think you could have fun with a Ural, but frankly, if you can swing it, I think you could also have fun hacking your GS. A hell of a lot of fun. A hell of a lot of fun. I mean, that's certainly that that's the realm I'm probably heading toward when I uh, sell the Ural. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a a serious investment, and you got to really like sidecars to go that way. <laughs> So, but you and Ruthann do. So we, we, yeah, you, you guys are sold. Ruthann and I do. We're sold. We're, we're, we want a sidecar to tour on. We want one we can tour big ass long distances. We want to be able to take it to the coast. We could do that on the Ural, but it's going to take an unacceptable amount of time to get us there. Right, right. So we, we want something where we can hop on the highway and haul ass if we need to. So you know, we're thinking. I mean, I'm thinking crazy things like Rocket Threes, Gold Wings, uh, GSs for sidecars. None of which are cheap. Mm-hmm. All of which are humongous. Well, remember that one we saw with the sidecar and the trailer? Well, that was a shadow that was based on. Really? Out. Yeah, Claire ran into the guy at a station. Oh. That was a Honda shadow that was based upon. Wow. So he was probably faster than Ural, but not a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Man, he had a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think they were old folks too, so they probably had time. Uh-huh. You know, I guess that would be the other thing is if you've got time to go places and you want to spend the time, then yeah, you, know, you can totally travel with the Ural. People told trailers with them and all that kind of crap all the time. Yeah, this could be the alternative to the 30-foot long mm-hmm. RV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you tow a trailer behind a motorcycle, you can chain it to a tree at your campsite, which is awesome. Or you can train, you know, chain your uh, pillion rider. <laughs> Hi, Christy, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, our unfan. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a completely nutty idea, Steve. But I think I think you need to you need to go in with eyes open, knowing what you're doing. I would be more inclined to say look into some bigger sidecar with the GS that you can put both kiddos in, and that's going to solve your pillion problem. Take the class first. Take the class first, though. Then start running numbers. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> start running the numbers because the numbers are yeah they're, they're intimidating <laughs> to say the least. Well, he's got a GSA, so. Yep. Maybe, you know, maybe not as intimidating to him. Yep. That's a distinct possibility. And no matter what you have, if you have a sidecar, it's going to be a ridiculous attention getter. People are going to park behind you at diners. In the desert. In a suit. (laughs) You will sweat. To talk to you. (laughs) Hello, dude who may be listening. (laughs) You had a nice bike. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I just wish it hadn't been parked (laughs) I bet he was not as... Suffering on it as we were with his, you know, shorts and T-shirt mm-hmm. and half helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we should we should do that. That would be a fun thing for us to do. I, I'm thinking it's almost time for us to have a three wheel show, like a three wheel, a whole three wheel themed show. Yeah, and I'm thinking we we can part of it. Let's uh, let's go out in a field and let's uh, I'll give you the basics on sidecar and you can play around and you can experience it for yourself and give put, your impressions. Put Chuck on a girl and see what happens. 
Well, that's why I want to do it in a field. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Other than other than grinding the gears a lot. You get used to that pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that week of Wheel Nerds, Chuck couldn't be here with us today. <laughs> so so good luck with your choice, Steve. I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't give you the, the oh yes, do this answer, but the reality of the situation is this is a this is a big jump. This is this is on the order of going to a motorcycle from a Honda Civic kind of change. Mm-hmm. So uh it's going to take some thought and it's going to take some hard decision making. But fortunately, it's go ride some sidecars and have some fun and yeah, I'll make the decision for you. Hopefully, this gives you what you were looking for. And if you do decide to hack it or buy a URL or something, let us know, man. Let us know. Send, send us, us pictures. pictures. Yeah. We like pictures. Let us know what's going on. We don't read so good, so pictures are better. <laughs> pictures are a lot better. I'm getting better. And hey, we have a test ride of sorts this week. Not us. No, not us. But we did get a letter from Mike, who is uh, – I hate this guy. Yeah, Mike Mike uh, Hammond. Um, we don't like him at all. Nope. He is a lucky bastard. Let's give him hell. Okay, so we're on with a great big son of a bitch. What? Well, he's lucky enough to get selected by Cycle World to go ride a bike for free for three months. Wait, what? Yeah. Dude, you suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's riding the, the uh, new Ninja 1000. The, uh, what, the ZX-10 you said? Is that uh, you? No. 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 Different bike? No. What you kept calling it? Yeah. I kept calling it that. I was wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really very knowledgeable about sport bikes, haven't you heard? Oh, go the, ahead. The ZX-10 was last year's, uh, and then the Ninja 1000, they basically just slapped a fairing on it and gave it uh, an upright seating position and a, and a windshield. Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. So you were the only one that kept calling it that, so I got confused. You're easily confused. Chuck. The one time I put faith in you, really, <laughs> I put faith. You think uh, you'd know by now, son of a bitch. So, okay, Mike, I got to start by asking, how on earth did you come by this? Yeah, man, I read your little essay that you sent in. Did yeah. you put naked pictures with it too, or something? It, it, it was an essay contest, sorta. He wrote yeah. a letter. Well, it was it was kind of funny because I was cleaning out my spam folder, saw a thing that said, you know, hey, open this up, you know, submit a form, and you can ride a bike for ninety days from Cycle World, and I. I thought, well, it, it's either legitimate or it's a pyramid scheme, so why not, you know, what the hell? So I filled out the form and sent it in, and a couple weeks later, I got an email back from Cycle where they said, hey, you've been selected, and we're going to get you a bike, and it was that easy. At which point you went, scream! I was down the hall at work for about an hour, but yeah. So you just showed up at the dealer, and they hand you a free bike, and they just look at you funny? Is that how it worked? I got the same reaction at the dealer that I getting from both of you, which was, you know, hey, asshole, um, I mean, uh, like guy how'd you get this chance congratulations dick (laughs) pretty much (laughs) but why don't you tell us about your other bikes first so that we know what kind of rider you are yeah because it looks like you're you're all across the board with that yeah so that's that's kind of the interesting thing so of the the, there's 10 of us that are riding about the ninja and of the 10 of them i'm the only one that's that's really off of a cruiser and my background's all been cruisers i i started out on a suzuki savage 651 cylinder uh, with buckhorns, and then uh, and then I moved to a V Star eleven hundred classic, um, and then from there moved to a Harley Davidson electric glide, and then just sold the electric glide in June for a Kawasaki Concourse fourteen. What brought that on? I, I was really pushing the the Harley to its limits, mm-hmm. and I got tired of replacing floorboards. Um, and even though it was <laughs> it was it was like riding a couch down the road, but you couldn't turn the damn thing over anywhere, and you know muscling it around corners and everything. I just got I got. Tired tired of it so i wanted to go to something that i could get a little more get up and go a little kick out of it and actually having the ninja really helped push me in that direction because i had the ninja for about three weeks and i was like oh hell yeah this is this is where i've got to go 
Um, New plan. <laughs> so the ninja's got a, it's got an upright seating position. It's thousand cc. It's uh, I'm fairing windshield. I'm thinking they're they're aiming at the Viffer with this thing. What what are you, what's your impression of who they're making this thing for? I, I think that's exactly right. They keep taunting us with telling us they're going to have hardback as as an option for it. Also, really. Um, yeah, maybe they're going to let us uh, try those out too. But yeah, for the most part, it's it's really geared towards a sport touring group or you know somebody that's more on a street bias than a, than the sporty side. Interesting, because you think ninja, you think you know like monkey humping a football bike, you know. That's yeah, the, I'm having a hard time picturing ninja and touring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. With a thousand CCs, and you know the thing really kind of kicks. Any tickets, off, no, Any no tickets, tickets yet? No, no tickets yet. <laughs> Wait a minute. But I'll tell you, coming off the Harley, getting used to that power curve was a hell of a jump. Oh, yeah. you got to probably wring its neck a little bit to hit the uh, the hard hit. Or do they uh, they have pretty good torque on this thing? It's got pretty decent torque, but, uh, yeah, you really got to get it up to about five grand. Um, and then you kind of, you know, you hit light speed. But coming off of a Harley, which redlines at 5,000 RPM, you know, it's... Uh, you know, I've never been up in that range. This is all new territory for me. So, well, I'm doing some math here on this piece of paper. It's a Ninja 1000cc. It's got a fairing. It's got a windshield. Wait, is that? They're talking about hard bags. Is that English you're writing? That It's math. It's hard that's, math. That's not even, those aren't numbers. So correct me if I'm wrong, but a 1,000cc ninja with a fairing and a windshield and hard bag sounds an awful lot like an old concourse. Are you drawing a picture of a monkey humping a monkey? <laughs> Stop looking at my paper. <laughs> so, yeah, this, uh, this sounds like old is new a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'd have to agree with you. I mean, you're, you're, you're writing on your blog now, kind of comparing it to the Connie. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, can you talk some more about it? Because you're, you're drawing it out on the blog, man. I want the meat of it. <laughs> I got all summer. Give us I got the goods. Summer. Well, I'm actually right in the middle of writing up the next section of that, which is comparing the, the windshields. I'm doing a feature-by-feature feature comparison. This is going to take all summer. It'll be fantastic. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the attention span of a gnat. That's true. I, yeah. Right. Uh, and I've got Can like, we go play video I've got like six more weeks to write of this stuff. So, What's the agreement with Cycle World? Well, they, they asked us to write as much as possible. Um, they recommended seven entries a week, which, oh. you know, that's kind of impossible. Because yeah. um, yeah. I don't even write it that much. What, do you have that's, a job you know, or something? I, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got other bikes to ride, too. I got other bikes to ride. I got a concourse to ride. So, uh, you know, most of us are riding about two entries a week, which is about, you know, as much as you can say about a bike uh, for 90 days. I challenge anybody to try to come up with, you know, uh, something to say about their bike every day. Okay, here's a question. I'm sure this is completely off the record. But day 89, yeah. what horrible accident is going to happen that's going to make the ninja disappear? <laughs> is it going over a cliff? Someone's going to steal it? It's going to be a bunch of dudes. Three huge up. dudes with a truck. <laughs> Gone. I don't know who they were. It certainly wasn't my friend Doug. And, I mean, geez. I think it's going to be some guy in a gray onesie uh, with a Ural pulling a trailer. <laughs> that, that story won't that fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he could get away from you. There's a there's some uh, there's some uh, Ural trouble. <laughs> Look, there goes a guy on a Ural. Let's walk after him. <laughs> oh no, fast walking, my only weakness. <laughs> it's going to be hard to well, give up, are, though. Yeah, it, it is going to be hard. You know, but I, I think if I still had the Harley, it would be 
tear jerking and tragic. Now that I don't have the Harley, you know, I like the bike. Is it a bike that I would buy? Probably not because it's not it's not where I'm headed riding wise. But mm-hmm. it's a hell of a bike to ride. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It reminds me of kind of the stuff that you talk about with the Ural. It's a great bike when you got it where you want to ride it, but getting it to there is mm-hmm. not much fun. Get blown around a lot, buzzes, that kind of thing. Or I mean, what, what's what's yeah, the? Well, the seat's kind of like sitting on a two by four. Mm. Okay, stock uh, Japanese check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, we have the small butts. We our butts. They're smaller. They you round eyes with your. Firm it's a good. American. It's a good thing you're half American because the small butt thing ain't gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see big, me. Even though it's an upright seating position, it's a lot more forward mm-hmm. than anything I'm used to, and the the seat to peg ratio is a little tight for me. I'm six uh, two, okay. about two ten, so, so you, the bike's a little small for me. You feel a little folded up on it. A little bit, not, not as not much like, as the guy who <laughs> drove the Bu- the, the Buell Blast, but yeah. you know, it's, not not like Charlie on the Blast. There, <laughs> is it a bike you see yourself being capable of touring on, or is it pretty much the Connie the hands down winner there? Then the Connie is the hands down winner. I I can ride the Connie for about four or five hours straight. Okay. Um, and I've done it, uh, and I've only got two thousand miles on it. So I, I, without even breaking the seat, and I can do a lot of time on it. I've got about a thousand miles on the Ninja, and I can only ride it for about forty-five miles, and then I got to get off and stretch for about fifteen minutes, and then I can get back on it. You know, I think with the seat change out and maybe some bar risers, definitely you could do some some serious touring on it. It's certainly got the the speed and the torque, and, and it's a hell of a bike to ride when you get up into the twisties. I mean, I live I live right off of Skyline Drive, the Blue Ridge Parkway here in Virginia, and I've taken it up and ripped it around up there a little bit, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Is it going to be I, like I, a bike you could take out to the track? No, I wouldn't take this to the track. I would take the the ZX out to the track, the naked version of this that they came out with last year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take this to the track because if you lay it down, you're going to smash up all of the plastic and. Uh, it's got a full fairing on it. You're going to destroy that. Does that pipe Absolutely. look as funky in person as it does in the pictures? Yes, and it's on both sides. The exhaust is a four into two into one, which is a catalytic converter, and back out into two. And wow. it's it is it it's origami on the side of the bike. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, the space the, exhaust is where they're going with everything now. It gets really hot under heels. Hmm. Yeah, but it's about 500 pounds. Heavy by sport bike standards, light by others. Exactly. So it's like they're trying to spread it out, you know, cover a bunch of bases. Yeah, that's definitely the impression I get. I, I think that I think the original "this sounds like a Viffer" thing is still still holds. Yeah, because that's kind of how the Viffer is, and it does it pretty well. What are you uh, What are you getting for uh, reactions from people who see on it? Is it uh, do they notice, or is it just another sport bike? <laughs> Have any teenage uh, girls hopped on at stoplights? Any you know? Because my wife might listen to this now. <laughs> So yes, <laughs> I, I have not taken anybody for a ride on it at work. I've never taken any of my friends out on it. <laughs> huh? I see. That's a very specific denial. I, I have gotten stopped a couple times by cops. Um, no. <laughs> Part of it is it's got California tags, and I'm in Virginia. So that raises some eyebrows. And then just, it's a newer looking bike. I mean, it's it doesn't really look like anything that's out on the street right now. It looks like a new bike. So people have come up and said, hey, what is it? And then I get to tell the whole story. And then I go through the, the ninja delay factor. That usually involves throwing stars, you know. Yeah, but, you know, it depends on the ninja. <laughs> it does look all spacey, you know, sharp angles and everywhere. And, and the cans on that thing just drive me nuts. Yeah, I, 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 I put most of those super modern space spaceman cans out of my head they they're on there they're on the bike 
Well, yes, you sir. write a URL. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have pontoons. <laughs> I'll tell you, my my favorite thing about the Ninja is actually the airflow from the the little tiny windshield on there. Mm-hmm. It's the cleanest stream of air I've ever felt on a motorcycle. Um, the only thing that's come close to it was I rode a uh, a Moto Guzzi Norge. Yep. which had an amazing airflow over the top. I, you know, any position you put that thing, the windshield in on the Norge, the wind went right over you, right past you. You know, you couldn't feel any buffeting at all. This little tiny windshield is almost as good as that. It's actually adjustable to three different positions. And putting it in the highest position, I get a little bit of buffeting at the top of my helmet, but the rest of it's just clean air straight across, and I, and I love that. Huh, just really good design. That's always nice. Yeah. How about uh, yeah, your biggest... Uh, your biggest complaint besides the ergo the seat sucks i hate the seat on this thing i I think i've written in like four different blog entries how much i hate the seat on this bike (laughs) this 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 it has this also the seat sucks and the seat sucks i don't understand why you buy a bike that you're telling everybody is going to be you know something you you can ride you can commute on you can ride around on you can go touring on it and then you put this freaking two by four between your legs and then say go it seems like a bit of a loss, although maybe they're looking to uh, to sell some uh, aftermarket seats. Have they uh, given you with it a catalog of aftermarket parts to talk about? We're not allowed to change anything on the bike. <laughs> oh, oh, so you, yeah. <laughs> but you you, you, you get did, to uh, enjoy the seat. You did like the grip you, thingies you can and... this on it. You can do you know you can do some minor adjustments and things like that, but I can't materially change anything about the bike. The only thing I've done to it is put some grip puppies on the grips because coming from a Harley to a sport bike, the grips mm. are just way too small. So I, I got one last question for you, Mike. Team Todd or Team Chuck? Oh, you already know the answer to this, Chuck. It's Team Chuck. I, I just wanted Todd to hear that. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that, Todd? You were stuttering. Slash uh, 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 <laughs> As long as they're not my tire. Well, they're not yours. They're, they belong to uh, Cycle World, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Mike's taking part in Cycle World's Ninja 1000 experience. Go to his. Uh, go to the website. We'll have a link up. You can read his blog, the blog of the other assholes who got to ride it for 90 days. Jerks. I feel a little better knowing they're suffering that seat, <laughs> but not much. Not a whole lot better. Well, thanks a bunch, Mike. It's cool to hear from you. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. I didn't get any email spam about this. No, I never get spam like that. I just get the guys from Nigeria who want to give me money. Yeah, and and really, I penis enlargement emails. His letter was really just along the lines of, "Hey, I want to ride that bike. Me, me want bike." <laughs> and Cycle Word's like, "Okay, want ride bad." Well, you know what it is, is they, they probably, they put the thing up and everybody's like, yeah, that's totally a scam. <laughs> Deleting their spam. That's spam, a scam. Spam. What is this crap? Nigerian Complete with his free scam. Even one of the few people that actually replied. <laughs> In New English. Some sad Nigerian guy with suitcases full of money. <laughs> no one will take my millions of dollars. How will I ever get it out of this country? God, please be willing and merciful. Oh, we got a we got a fun listener letter this week too. Ah, uh, yeah. Bridges the gap between motorcycles and extreme sports. Well, you know, extreme. I feel good that Mike, extreme. Mike was about uh, Team Chuck. Extreme. Go to hell. <laughs> yes. Team Todd is more extreme. You want to read this or me? Oh, I'll read this. One. All right. Chad writes, I saw something the other day that made me think about the wheel nerds and start laughing. You always make fun of the adventure bike posers and all of their gear. Well, I saw the same thing today with a group of kayakers. We were tubing down a river wearing bathing suits and t-shirts. No Corona tank tops. Sorry. Fail. In our group, we had four adults and six kids. Then all of a sudden, here comes a group of four hardcore kayakers going down the same stretch of river as us. They had dry suits, nose plug, 
Nose plugs, <laughs> helmets, gloves, and all kinds of other gear on. It looks like they had bought out the entire inventory of some hardcore kayak gear supplier. Hell, the only paddles we had were our hands, and we made it down the river just fine. Looks like there are more hardcore posers than just motorcyclists out there. Okay. We're, we're going to go down this river. It's going to be dangerous. We might roll over. Don't forget your nose plugs. <laughs> Would you like a dog biscuit? Okay, can, can I say something? Yeah. I'm, I've whitewater kayaked. I've owned whitewater kayaks. I've rolled many, many kayaks. I've never in my life needed those dipshit nose plugs. <laughs> those are so dorky. Okay, here's the secret. Hold your breath. <laughs> but if it gets in my nose and goes to the back of my... The secret? Throat. Is thus. It, hold your breath. It itches. And hold your breath. I wave my arms like this. Hold your breath. <laughs> you will be fine. And remember that when you roll a kayak, you roll it with your hips, not with your hands. Very important. That's a good tip. I didn't know that. I've yep. never been in a kayak. Really? No. You live in California, you've been in a kayak. Canoes. Okay. Canoes. Right. Whitewater rafting. I can roll a canoe too. It's a bastard of a time to do it though. I've never tried to roll our canoe. <laughs> really, really hard. <laughs> and it helps to have one with a skirt over the top of it. I, I've had them flits. go over. <laughs> but they didn't roll back. <laughs> no. No, no. Then it's swim of shame time unless you have someone who knows how to do a wet rescue. <laughs> so that that's so hardcore kayaking. <laughs> hardcore <laughs> kayaking. I wonder if they bought dog biscuits. And then went by the tubers. It's a great image, though. I'm imagining. I'm imagining Chad, and I'm sorry, Chad, but I'm imagining Chad with kind of a beer belly and like a can of beer sitting on top of his stomach, <laughs> sipping at it. Kayakers, hardcore kayakers, go by, and he kind of waves like, "Hey!" No, 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 no. He's got a hat with the beer cans in it. Yes, the, the beer can helmet. But he's just. <laughs> hey, look at that! Wow, <laughs> they're hardcore. <laughs> Aren't you worried about peeing on this river? My beer can helmet is getting warm. <laughs> the, the, the burger is perched on his belly. I bet he. I bet he had the. I bet he had the uh, the safety sea anchor that you have on rivers like that, which is the six pack on the rope. <laughs> you dunk it in the river so, so it stays cold. Come on, don't tell me you've never done that. Uh, oh yeah, that's the preferred on the water way of keeping your beer cold. Put it on a rope, dump it in. <laughs> What's that? That's the sea anchor. Hey, you guys in the kayaks, don't run over my beer. Stay away from that. <laughs> splash, splash, splash. Paddle over. Too much work. <laughs> Sleepy. We're supposed to be making fun of the kayakers, man. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think this just makes them sound more extreme. I mean, Chad needs a nap after chasing him down. <laughs> There's a kid next to him on one of those horsey blow-up. <laughs> splash, splash, splash. Ooh, here it comes. Ready? Aim for the downstream V. Ooh, God. <laughs> splash into kayakers. <laughs> Stop. Quit it. Quit it. I'm trying to surf this way. <laughs> and the kids are splashing me. The water went in my eye. <laughs> the beer sea anchor hit my kayak. <laughs> Man overboard. <laughs> So, you know what's really funny is you, you, you totally see this skiing too. Uh, like you get these you get these serious gapers. All right, who, wait, stop. Uh, okay, back up. Okay, uninformed. What's a gaper? Oh, uh, a gaper is someone who's a really shitty skier and doesn't know it. Oh, so this will be me, me coming winner. No, I'll probably know it. Yeah, you'll know it. <laughs> you'll tell me. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so you get these these serious just just gapers who nonetheless have 
the fanciest, cleanest, like like most up to date gear you can, as outlined in Ski or Skiing or you know whatever magazine. Like they had just bought it that day, minutes before. Oh yeah, and then they're and then they and then they have attitude. That's the ones that get me. Like it's cool to buy. You know, if you if you're learning to ski and you buy all the best like gear. I mean, obviously you don't buy the best skis because you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. You buy cheap skis at that point because you're gonna trash them. But like you know, you want like a really nice jacket and really nice pants and stuff. Good, go for it. They're comfy. But don't give me attitude, okay? <laughs> I've been skiing since I could walk. <laughs> there is very little on earth I can't ski that isn't, you know, like crazy extreme skiing. I'm sensing you've run into this. Oh, I've run into this a lot. People are like, <laughs> oh, and I'm there in like my, my ratty ass mountain hardware jacket that reeks of BO and Todd. sunscreen and Todd. <laughs> And they were like, out of the way. And they're like, you know, they'll cut in line in front of me. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, because your skis are that clean because you really rip on them, huh? <laughs> oh, by the way, I do want to mention this. In case you're wondering, I rip. On the Ural. Actually, yeah. I take the Ural skiing sometimes. That's pretty fun. You roll into the parking lot with skis sticking out of the sidecar. People are like, <gasps> There you go, Steve. That's something else you can do with the Ural. Yep. You take a skiing. <laughs> Your monkey will complain that it is cold. <laughs> a lot. A, really quite a lot. Really, really quite, quite a lot. Because they're in a metal box. Yeah. And it's not heated. So it's cold. That's her biggest complaint. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you get off the hero at the end of some days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Rider gets off and falls over. The monkey's like, ah. I'm cold. I'm cold. <laughs> Todd's like, call nine one one. Send beer. <laughs> Send beer and pretzels. And that's when Chad floats by. I've got one right here. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Draw <Drop> back. <anchor. laughs> you know, no one's ever going to write to us again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, or he's just going to send us a picture of him with a beer helmet on and a beer sea anchor and a cheeseburger on his chest. Chad, send us send us this picture, Chad. <laughs> send us this picture of you with the cheeseburger and the beer helmet. We will send you the some of the first Wheel Nerd stickers. Yeah, good news on that one, actually. Our last batch of stickers seems to be holding up. I've got them all over the Strum, and they actually are working now. And the weather's really hot here. And the weather is The sun is crap. Yeah. So they seem like they'll last. So I think we'll be uh, offering those real soon. Yeah, we'll have them for sale. Buy, buy several. Buy a lot. Buy to, we need to quit our jobs. So you need to buy like like tons of these stickers and the shirts and the other shirts. stuff. There, there isn't the yeah. Wheel Nerds merch will fill the hole in your sad, empty life. <laughs> <laughs> and you can wear it while you're tubing down. Your the dog, water. your dog will come back from the farm where they were sent away to when you were a child. <laughs> if you buy Wheel Nerds merch, you're, and that girl in high school who never talked to you, she will. It will. It will turn out just to be a pimple if you buy Wheel Nerds merch. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. She, she's not pregnant if you buy Wheel Nerds merch. Unless you're trying to get pregnant, in which case you'll totally knock her up. <laughs> uh, we're making some grandiose promises with this Wheel Nerds merchandising. Promises are not meant to be promises. Because, <laughs> you know, I have Wheel Nerds merchandise, mm -hmm. and I married the hot chick from high school that I was stalking. Wow. See? Wheel Nerds stickers worked for Chuck. Yeah. They can work for you, too. I even have a three-year-old daughter. Hi, friends. I'm just like you. <laughs> I was having a problem getting the hot chick from high school. And that's when I tried Wheel Nerds. Wheel Nerds filled the hole in my sad, empty life and helped me get the hot chick. 
So oh. buy Wheel Nerds today. If you're hardcore, you will wear Wheel Nerds merchandise while eating dog biscuits. Where can we where can we get dog biscuit merchandise? Wheel Nerds dog biscuits. If you make if you make dog biscuit shaped cookies or energy bars, we want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> we want to brand them. <laughs> We have a deal for you. We have an idea. A merchandising idea for you. Wheel Nerds merchandising. Only for the hardcore. Otherwise, they'll kill you instantly. Instantaneously. <laughs> Burst limb into from flame. limb. Even if you're wearing all the nicest new shiny gear. Yep. That's totally clean. Yep. And never been used. Yep. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. Throw me a beer from the egg. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Does this mean the guys on the really crappy bikes with like a million miles on them that are all raggedy will throw us a beer if we hold up our hands? I don't think the beer anchor would work on a bike. Uh, I wouldn't want to open that beer. <laughs> ting, ting, <laughs> <laughs> It's all warm and hot and it burns. <laughs> It'll taste like the hooch. The death hooch. Hey, my hooch was good. Your hooch wasn't the death hooch. Oh, I did learn something, actually, about that. My hooch was good when I brought it over here. Four days later, it was undrinkable. Was it like what we drank? Yeah. Okay. So it's a time thing, I think. Okay, because that had been sitting around a week. Yeah. So when, once it hit the week, it was like too much. It was like... Blurk. So there's a possibility my hooch was actually drinkable. No, admit it. It wasn't drinkable it, at all. It might have been, could have been. It was totally foul. There was a slight, slight. It chance. had it had road cheese in it. There was a slight, slight chance it might have been drinkable. We don't know. We'll That's never true. know. We'll have to experiment with more juice, more, more hooch. All right. What have you learned? I've learned that beer sea anchors are important. <laughs> I've learned that we're really bad at answering fan mail. <laughs> All right. Until next week, we're the Wheel Nerds. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you listen to us on iTunes, please write a review for us so that we can get some more exposure and hits. Thanks. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.